Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Hitman Industries Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the Hitman Industries Studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Hitman Industry Studios. On the T6 Firearms Microphone. We uh, we promised to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. And name is Mike. We'll be uh, bringing you in, uh, two hours of, uh, of greatness here on uh, the program. We are currently in uh, SHOT Show 2023 in Las Vegas, uh, doing some interviews, doing some uh, some great things, some product reviews, talking to some wonderful people. Uh, but before we get there, let me go around the room real quick and introduce my fellow compatriots. On my right, the right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Oh, it's not that good to be back. How's my, feet? My, feet? my feet hurt. Your feet hurt? And before we uh, started this, I got up extra early after staying up extra early. <laughs> and got, a, got in as, as much walking as I could to try to see as much of the show. I got lost. Did you? Yeah, I, I didn't know I where would, I was. I would get lost. I haven't been, I haven't been through those <laughs> doors yet. I haven't been through the hollow doors. So, uh, hey, On my left is the chief legal officer of the program. Please welcome back to the program, attorney Jason Herman. <laughs> Hey guys, Earl. Hey, Mike. how are you? My feet hurt. I have not gotten lost at all. None. It's None like I have a, a GPS in my brain. <laughs> Dude, you were walking with me. I got lost. <laughs> uh, they listen. They do give you really nice maps, and they give you a really nice program to put on your phone. And all you need is a microscope to read them. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. It's like a point five font. And you know, Earl's readers. Yeah, and, and Earl's readers. Need, readers. You, need no, you, need, readers? you need readers plus readers. You got to do some MacGyvering to, to, to make it. You know, to get <laughs> them up. Got to so. double up on the readers. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Well, listen, we got uh, we got some important guests we want to get on the program here. So uh, let me uh, let me. Uh, uh, gentlemen, um, we have we have from Saved in America, Saved in America, and you're going to remember these these uh, these guys from uh, from last year. I think uh, I think we we've, this is probably the third time I think we've had you on. Um, second time, second, second, yeah, we had there was another gentleman. I don't remember who it was. That Joseph. We thought, Joseph, that's right. But right today we have we have Seth and and Tosh with us from Saved in America. First off, welcome back, gentlemen. How's your shot show going? Excellent. So far, so good. We got lost as well, though. <laughs> your, your feet hurt too, yeah. don't they? Yes, yes, yes sir. don't lie, don't lie. 
Are they making the print smaller on the maps? Are they? I mean, you're getting older. <laughs> I have not looked at a digital map. I've only done the the, the print one here, and yeah, it's pretty old. It's pretty small. It's pretty old school. It's pretty small. There you go. Oh, you know, I'm a map in the back pocket kind of guy too. So, mm-hmm. Mr. Landnav. <laughs> I was thinking about you being Mr. Landnav when I got lost. Did you, did you send up a star cluster? Come almost, for you? almost. All right, there we go. But I knew it was un- undiscovered territory for you, so I didn't bother. <laughs> exactly. I didn't waste the resources. Um, uh, gentlemen, let's, let's talk about uh, Saved in America and what is Saved in America and what do you do? Okay, Saved in America is a nonprofit where uh, we help recover uh, runaways okay. for parents uh, at no cost to them. And uh, everybody on the team is a volunteer. Uh, you... These just it's just regular individuals that live out there. This is this not uh, any specific group that you that you help. I mean, it's like is it veterans, is it, you know, first responders, or just just anybody in need. Any any anybody? any parent, any child okay, that needs wonderful. help. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we're going to be doing an operation uh, tomorrow night to try and locate a couple foster kids that people really haven't that really yeah. don't care about. Yeah, they get to lost in the system and shuffled around and yeah. become that. Uh, you know, that, that statistic and that government problem, what do we do, what do we do, and and, 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 and it's just so much red tape with it. You know, it's who's responsible at all, right? Well, yeah, yeah. law enforcement, their hands are kind of tied Correct. in this situation, yeah. so we're hoping to fill that gap right? Uh, for with the organization to, you know, because the time, yeah. and and be honest with you, they probably get hundreds of calls a day about a, a runaway and the, probably the majority of the time, it's just a kid running away yeah. from a very simple situation. But a lot of times, it's children that have been coerced to leave their home right. and then get pulled into that world, the sex trafficking world. Yeah. It's, it's, it's horrible to think about. As, a, as parents, it's horrible to think about. It. As, as yeah. just a, a human, it's horrible to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like in Las Vegas, so in San Diego, in most of the country, it's, the child has about 48 hours before they get contacted by human sex trafficker. In Vegas, I know it's 24 hours. So if the kid runs away, you know, whatever, I don't, I don't want to do homework, whatever it is, and mm-hmm. they go, I'm going to go to Vegas and get out there 24 hours before the, 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 the predators find them. Yep. The, the predators, they're on the street, they're looking for them. They can spot the runaways, and they're going to approach them and right. start doing their recruiting process, which right. is very underhanded. Yeah, and if, yeah. if uh, people want to know more about this, they can go to our website, savingamerica.org, and we have all the statistics and stats and uh, articles and everything about it. Savedinamerica.org. Savedinamerica.org. Now, gentlemen, uh, you've got an event coming up. You're doing some fundraising. We're, we're probably not going to get to, this, to the widest audience before you have the event, but tell everybody what the event is and how they can contribute even after the event is over. Okay, so uh, we're... Tonight we're doing an event right. locally to try to raise money because running the operations costs money. Yes. You know, depending depending on where we got to go and all that other stuff. So the, the individual operators that go out on the streets and help, we're all volunteers. Right. So it's it's not paying for that. We're volunteers. It's yeah. it's all the infrastructure and the backside, the equipment, things like that. They cost money. They're not free. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so they can go to savedamerica.org. And then there is a drop-down menu for donation if they wish to donate. And, you know, we're talking about donations. That's not why we're here. What we are more concerned about is getting the word out that we exist and that yes. we're, we want to help. Yes. And listen, but we still want people to go there. We want them to, that's where they learn. Right. And, and, and 
anybody with a, like you said, with a child, or I mean, we're, and we were all probably kids at one point, so we understand. Um, Maybe not Earl. <laughs> no, not Earl. I it, still am. <laughs> it, it's a. Uh, well, you can't do what you can't do what you do without you know some contribution. Right. So, and again, I, I know Seth, you said it. Your time's free. You're not you're not billing anybody for that. No. But the equipment you need to get the job done uh, and, and get it done right is, is is what those donations go towards. Yeah. Yeah, and all our all our operators are former law enforcement. Right. Or and or special operations guys. Right. So, uh, people can volunteer to help the organization also. So if they have that background. They can go to the website, SaveAmerica.org, and look out, look up how they, if they want to assist in that way, they can. Because we're trying to build a network of licensed private investigators across right. the country. Right. Because it's it's less expensive for us to call up a volunteer yeah. oh, in right. Georgia, say, hey, we've got we got a lead here at this address. Can you please go check this out? Yeah, rather than yeah, Rick said, mount up and go six states to go take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, SavedInAmerica.org. Org, mm-hmm. savedinamerica.org. Uh, make sure you get it done, gentlemen. I hope you never have to do your job again. But uh, if it needs to be done, uh, we're, I'm, I'm happy that it's qualified uh, volunteers like yourselves doing it. So thank you, thank you for joining us on the program, and uh, we'll see you back here again next year. You okay. got it. That's the plan. Sounds good. Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the uh, Hitman Industry Studios. We'll see you after the break. On oh, the T6 Fire on the microphone. My feet hurt. Mine too. KeepandBearArms.com is not just an inconspicuous portal within the countless framework of numerous dot-coms. KeepandBearArms.com is your customizable destination for the latest news and views on Second Amendment and self-defense content. Revisit Liberty Today and visit KeepandBearArms.com to exercise your freedom and rights and share your experiences and opinions. Register your free user account and email. KeepandBearArms.com at Megatalk Radio, it is our business because, like you, we are a small business. Each month, we offer a limited number of discounted radio and social media advertising packages to help small businesses around the region stay competitive in the marketplace. For more information about our small business advertising program, email smallbizwithaz at kitz1400.com. That's smallbiz at kitz1400.com. Or call 360-876-1400. You may live in the crazed maelstrom of Washington state politics, but you don't have to accept the fact that certain politicians and activists want to limit your basic constitutional rights. Hi, this is Tom Gresham, host of Gun Talk. Each week I talk about hunting, firearms, firearm safety, and provide a healthy forum for the Second Amendment. Join me Sundays from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. only on Megatalk. Army Specialist Lance Gieselman was paralyzed when his tank was blown up in Iraq. I was an only survivor. Paralyzed Veterans of America is an independent organization dedicated to ensuring our injured veterans get all the benefits they've earned and need. Paralyzed Veterans Senior National Service Officer Anthony Steele. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to serve our veterans. If you would like to help our veterans, visit pda.org, a public service of Paralyzed Veterans of America. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, perhaps great careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair. Because the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. 
In other words, STEM. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. A public service message from America's Navy. I'd like you to turn the radio up. I want everyone within listening distance to hear what I have to say. I'm Alan Gottlieb, Chairman of the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. Freedom is not free. Our constitutional right to keep and bear arms is under attack by what has become an industry of anti-gun extremist organizations. The Bill of Rights gives every honest, patriotic American the right to own firearms. But today, we have to fight this full-time anti-gun industry whose sole purpose is to create new gun control and confiscation laws. They pay themselves big salaries and feed off a gullible public with emotional campaigns and clever sound bites. I pledge that the Citizens Committee will be the most aggressive pro-gun organization in the United States fighting to preserve your gun rights. But we need your help and membership to do it. Join the Citizens Committee for the right to keep and bear arms today. Call 425-454-4911. That's 425-454-4911. Freedom isn't free. We have to fight for it. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Hitman Industries Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the Hitman Industry Studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from uh, the Hitman Industry Studios on the T6 Firearms Microphone here at SHOT Show 2023. Uh, voice is holding up, doing all right. Uh, I'm, I'm joined by uh, co-host attorney uh, Jason Herman. How you doing, Jason? How's it going? Yeah. Everything is great. I'm. Uh, uh, it was a rough morning, but I'm rallying. R- r- rough morning. In fact, uh, our, our next guest actually made a comment. I'll let him make it. Sorry, not to steal his, his laugh. It was a good one, good line. But uh, please welcome to the program, uh, Cody. Say your last name for everybody, because it's like one of mine. You know, <laughs> Wisniewski. Wisniewski. It's Cody. much easier than yours. It is what. Well, you know, <laughs> it's a couple of you know letters here and there. What's the big deal? As uh, Paul's got to stick together. Cody's lead counsel from the Firearms Policy Coalition. And, 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 and let's see if you remember your own line when we said, "Hey, Jason, how you doing?" And, and, and you said. I remember my first shot. Show. There you go. Exactly right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's a it's a rough week. It's a rough. You, know, you, you think you're hanging, and then you realize it's still the first day. Yeah. You know, that's it, yeah. Everybody's got to get hazed. At some point. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, uh, Cody, I know we we had a, we had some conversations off the air. First thing we want to do is, is is jump in with you and and talk about uh, the latest and what's going on. And I think we've got some latest as of yesterday from the Firearms Policy Coalition. Absolutely. Yeah. I have uh, I have breaking news. Where's the sound guy? We need the ticker. So. I, could, I could beatbox, too. <laughs> uh, last night, uh, while some of the FBC team was even here at, at SHOT Show working, uh, we sued the state of Illinois for their new law that bans uh, you know, so-called assault weapons. That's right. That's right. Uh, as well as their ban on magazines that have the ability to possess um, uh, more than 15 rounds. So the, Illinois has got this weird dichotomy where they're putting in kind of like a 10-round and a 15-round limit, so depending on the, the firearm. But they label them all like uh, you know a lot of these states have been doing. They're labeling them as these high-capacity magazines, which we, of course, and your listeners know, is right. meaningless yeah, yeah. and is just incorrect. Right. Um, so we officially filed a lawsuit against the state. Uh, yesterday we're with uh, some individual plaintiffs, uh, a range 
Um, and uh, the Illinois uh, State Rifle Association and uh, Second Amendment Foundation is in that one as well. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. And uh, the process for this. Listen, Illinois, we see continue to do this. They do this all the time. And I know we're going to go there, but uh, um, what, what else are the big ones we got playing around the country right now with FPC? Yeah, so FPC has lawsuits. We have about 60 active lawsuits across the country. Okay. Um, the easiest thing for your, your listeners to do is go to firearmspolicy.org. Uh, there's a button on our website that says legal action, and you can see all of our cases that are organized by circuit and by state on that. So you can see what we're doing in your state. You can see what we're doing around you. Um, some of the big ones, so we obviously have our framer-receiver lawsuit The when the ATF issued that, which is going after you know these 80 percenters. Obviously, 80 percent doesn't really mean anything no. legally. No. Uh, but that lawsuit's in the uh, Northern District of Texas in federal court. Okay. Uh, we've had we've already gotten an injunction in that case. You know, we were the the first and the uh, only injunction issued against the ATF's rule um, at the time when we filed the lawsuit. And so the injunction applied to our individuals as well as our uh, our client, Tactical Machining, right, which right. is a manufacturer that's yep. based out of uh, a producer that's based out of Florida. Right. But that's a huge case that's dealing with this, what we're seeing, right, this, these ATF rulemakings that are starting to come down that are deeply flawed. Right. And the court agreed with us that the, the, the rule was likely outside the ATF's authority because it's regulating items that Congress didn't give the ATF the authority to regulate. We have this funny system yeah. uh, in this country <laughs> where... Congress makes the law, and then the executive branch... Take the pens out, folks. It's time to write this stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, so then the executive branch enforces the law. Yep. Uh, but for some reason, these federal agencies these days, and, and the ATF's a huge problem, but this is not unique to the firearms industry, obviously. No, we, we saw this actually, not to interrupt you, but uh, we saw this with OSHA during the COVID lockdowns, where they just took it upon themselves to declare a public health hazard and said, Absolutely. if you're an employer with 50 or more employees, you got to get the shot yep. or else you're, we're going to find you out of business. That's, exactly. that's basically Same what you're thing. talking about. Yeah. yeah, and you see it come up in you know, environmental regulation context with yep. oil and gas. Just said West, West Virginia versus EPA, the same week as Bruin. Yep, yep. 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 That's a huge case to yep. come out of the Supreme Court. Um, you see it when it comes down to, you know, management of uh, federal federally managed land. The federal government can't really own land. We won't get into that. That's a 34-minute segment for next week, maybe. Um, But you see it when it comes to those those land management practices, too. So this is a a huge problem writ large, but what we're really seeing is the courts are pushing back on that. So the Fifth Circuit just had its en banc ruling, meaning the entirety of the Fifth Circuit sat as one and decided the case in uh, Cargill v. Garland which is one of the bump stock cases from the ATF issued its bump stock um, rule from 2018. And the Fifth Circuit sitting on bonk struck that ruling down and said it's, it's beyond the ATF's authority. The, the basic reasoning was that you can't magically say that a bump stock is a machine gun. It doesn't convert a semi-automatic firearm into an automatic one. And yet, yet with that ruling in their pocket, they turn around two weeks later... And, and, and put out the uh, the announcement that they're going forward with the uh, with the arm brace issues. Yeah, and that's obviously the big topic. That's what it, you know. It's yep. coming up a lot at Shot. It's yep. it, what is so crazy about it is if if you're here at Shot, you'll have been walking around and seeing everything. If you're not, it's so obvious now just how common these have it's, become. It's more common than a regular standard AR anymore. Yeah, it's more common than a standard AR. Every yeah. booth has has a, a braced pistol yep. somewhere. Yep. So we're uh, we're taking a really hard look at the uh, the pistol brace rule. It's not officially published in the Federal Register yet. Right. That'll take some time. Um, the framer receiver rule took 15 days to get 
from the day that they announced it to be officially published in the Federal Register. Right. That, uh, for government, is actually uh, an astronomical speed, believe it or not. Yes. So some of the other big rules that have been issued before have taken you know, up to a month to get published in the Federal Register, but we'll, we'll be watching for it to, to officially hit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to have an insane impact. But same problem that happened with bump stocks, same thing that we're seeing in frame and receiver, same thing that we're seeing in, in braces, the ATF is, is wildly outside of its authority, right? It's, it's trying to interpret the Gun Control Act and the National Firearms Act to say that they get to regulate these things that in no way appear in the statute, in no way fall within their ability, and in no way were contemplated by Congress when Congress passed those laws. And the agency doesn't get to just step forward and write new law because it feels like it. I mean, you, the agencies are not allowed to accomplish policy goals via rulemaking that then creates a new law. And that's what these do. And they, they're not, not even just new law, criminal law. Right. right. These bear felony convictions if you violate a rulemaking. I mean, in what world is that our system? I'm just spinning myself up. No, no, And Cody, I, I was thinking as, uh, as you were talking about this, that it's left up to lawyers like you, left up to you know, lawyers that you work with, left up to um, organizations like the one you work with to push, and judges, good judges, to push back on what, what essentially is the bureaucratic state. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and what we are seeing, though, luckily, is that, you know, FPC is really attuned to this right now. Other organizations in different spaces also are very attuned to this right now. Other organizations in the firearm space are very attuned to this right now. But people are really learning a lot more about administrative law, which is not a fun and sexy topic for right. most lawyers. Right, right, right. In a lot of our cases, right, so, so we sue Illinois, right? We're suing over their, their so-called assault weapons ban, their so-called high-capacity yeah, high uh, high magazine ban. And that's a straightforward Second Amendment case, right? Yeah. You go in, the Second Amendment protects those. Illinois can't point to any historical law that can justify their regulation. And you're arguing a constitutional law case. That's exciting. It's really important. It, it's a big issue, and people are excited to hear about A lot of things. meat on that bone. Exactly. Now, go in and start talking about how the Administrative Procedure Act works. And rulemaking authority. And rulemaking authority. <laughs> and watch every... Mike's eyes just glazed over as we said it. He's already... He's tapping out as we said it. But... Here's my lunch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not the same. It's not as exciting. But it, that makes it just as important because they're able to sneak these things in through federal regulation that aren't these big, sexy topics that you can jump into a court on a Second Amendment case. The Federal Register that houses all federal rules and regulations has, uh, up until um, Trump was in office, grew every year, year over year. Right. And there are more federal regulations passed every year than laws by Congress. And if that doesn't point to the problem, then I I just really don't know what does. I I think... Obviously, we're all you know, huge uh, you know, constitutional uh, you know, people and supporters. I think we should have just stopped uh, at the at the first uh, the first sentence. Congress shall pass no law. <laughs> I <laughs> like we, that. We just end it right there. We're good. Yeah. We have no issues anymore, folks. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We're gonna be back with Cody and Jason, and I know we're gonna get into this even deeper. I'm, uh, I know they said it glazed over, but I'm like, oh no, no, remember to say, remember to say this. I'm making notes in my head. So you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from Shot Show 2023, the Hitman Industries Mobile Studios on the T6. Firearms microphones. We're back after the break.
1420 KG2K Olympia, 1400 KITZ Silverdale, K289CQ Tumwater, 105.7. Tired of fake news or the questionable browsing habits of the younger generations? How about the obvious bias in the mainstream media where stories that real Americans need to know about are made hard to find or given little or no coverage? If you agree, we have launched the website just for you. LibertyParkPress.com is a citizen's journalism site dedicated to pursuing the truth. Our team of experienced fact-checkers, writers, and bloggers are passionate about sharing the news that needs to be talked about. LibertyParkPress.com. Straight shooting news. Hey, it's K-Dog here. Don't forget to check out our brand new website, OutlawRadioNetwork.com. Not only can you catch live streaming of our live shows, you can catch an archive of all of our older shows. On top of that, the coolest merch on the web. Outlaw Radio gear is available with some great stuff now and more stuff to come. Only available at OutlawRadioNetwork.com. Get outlawed on OutlawRadioNetwork.com. Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Del will show you how to retire in two to five years. Your age doesn't matter. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Listen to the Del Wamsley Show, your source for real estate investing, weekdays and Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., exclusively on Megatalk. Are you planning a local community fundraiser, bake sale, golf tournament, or auction in the Puget Sound region? We want to inform our on-air listeners about your event free of charge. Simply email the details to community at KITZ1400.com. That's community at KITZ1400.com. And we will highlight your event in our on-air community calendar. You can also contact us through Facebook at Megatuck Radio. KITZ and KGTK Radio. Together, we care. My name's Bob. Hi, Bob. So I see this ad on TV. It says I can reduce my debt by 50%. So I call. They told me to stop paying my bills, stop talking to my creditors. It didn't seem right, but they said they'd take care of everything. I gave them thousands of dollars, but most of it went to their fees. Getting out of debt is neither quick nor easy. There are those who will tell you anything just to win your trust. Sounded perfect. I did everything they told me to do. They never paid my creditors. They didn't even contact them. Turns out I'm even more in debt because the fees and the interest on my cards kept piling up. Bad advice from so-called experts can make your financial situation worse. And the bank turned me down for a mortgage. And that's when I realized my credit was shot. I should have gone straight to my creditors to begin with. There is a better way to get help. Talk to your creditors directly or to find a nonprofit agency near you. Visit DebtAdvice.org. DebtAdvice.org. Real solutions for real people. This has been a public service message. I'm a volunteer at United Way. I'm asking people around the neighborhood what they think this place needs. Wi-Fi everywhere. More playgrounds. Oh, more ice cream trucks. I was thinking more money in the pockets of local families come tax time. Can I change my answer? I was just kidding about the ice cream. When it comes to getting better tax refunds into the hands of local families, what this place needs is you. To donate or volunteer, go to unitedway.org. Because great things happen when we live united. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. You're listening to Armed Room Radio, live from the Hitman Industry Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. 
And now, live from the Hitman Industry Studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to the program. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the SHOT Show 2023 floor, the uh, Hitman Industries Studios. And we are on the T6 Firearms Microphones. It's SHOT Show. We're getting there. We're there. We're <laughs> okay. There. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. I, uh, day two, Mike. I need day two. It is day two. Day two. Day two, which is like in dog years. That's that's like month eight. Pacing. <laughs> it's, it's about pacing. It's about pacing. It is about, about That's pacing. what they tell you in law school, right? It's a marathon, not a sprint. But I've also never seen a slow marathon runner. <laughs> Cody, I, I've tried for almost the last 25 years to put those memories behind me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we went to the break, we were we were talking about uh, the administrative rulemaking, you know, that uh, that we see with agencies, and and um, it was at perfect timing because because Cody was getting wound up. He was sitting about a foot above his seat when <laughs> when we went to the break. Um, uh, I I know. Listen, as, as, as the non-lawyer, uh, you know, guy, as, 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 as the typical average person listening out there, that as we went with the first segment, that. Congress, the, the the judicial branch interprets laws, the executive branch enforces, and, and the legislative branch makes laws. But we, we we can't seem to stay there, including the executive branches that do the hey here, here you go, this is the new rule, and this is we're going to enforcement, and we're going to make it a felony because we got a lawyer that wrote a memo that said this is the way we're going to interpret interpret it now. H- how does that not fall under you know the the uh, the administrative uh, uh, enforcement act there? Uh, it does so. The agencies are prohibited from going outside the bounds of their statutory authority. Okay. Uh, in excess of statutory authority is a violation. Acting in excess of statutory authority is a violation of the Administrative Procedure Act. Okay, Procedure Act. There we go. Yeah, yeah. that was the basis of the uh, Fifth Circuit sitting on Bonk's decision in Cargill okay. v. Garland. Right. That was the basis of our preliminary injunction win in mm-hmm. Vanderstock v. Garland for right. a receiver case in, in the Northern District of Texas. Yep. Um, and that's going to be a huge element to whatever comes out of the, the pistol brace rule once right. it's finalized and put in the Federal Register is, you know, they just plain don't have the authority. When do you expect that to uh, be published? I would, so the framer-receiver rule uh, took about 15 days from when it was announced to hit the Federal Register. Uh, the uh, pistol brace rule was, of course, announced the Friday before SHOT Show, which uh, doesn't seem convenient at all. Yeah, and it's typical they do it. And, uh, and listen, I, from, from the industry side, um, they, they like to do that because they're planning on having the classes and giving you the classes here that week for all the uh, FFLs that are in the building so they can do that. That's a very um, nice way to look at that. Well, it, it, it is, it is. <laughs> but, but here's what, I, what I'll tell you from the, from the 30 or 40 or so people I know that were personally in that class yesterday, that every one of them uh, has a different uh, uh, official opinion of what they were told. Um, yeah. For, for, and it's, it's the ATF. And first off, we know that the ATF will never give you anything in writing when you ask them for persistence. It's you could you could write them, you could text them, you could email them, and they'll call you. And go, oh, hey, what's up? What can, and they'll give you an answer, and then you say, well, can you email that to me? Uh, no, you, you wrote it down right because they, they will never want to have that used against them. And a lot of that is the bosses change their minds, and they don't want to be caught in the middle. Yeah. But you know, it is human the human issue as well. But but I was told everything yesterday from it's already in the Federal, federal Registry as of last Friday. Um, I was told that uh, it's it, it's immediately into effect by FFLs because of the enforcement control of the ATF industry side. Um, it's the individuals that have to wait 120 days. Uh, it's it's going to happen, and uh, and, there, and there will be there will be registration and seizures on it. What they got from the ATF, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it just everybody walked out with something different. I'm like, well, what kind of PowerPoint did they give you? I mean, who, who proofread this class, either this lesson plan? Yeah, they also have some <clears throat> guidance classes online that are right. coming out uh, January 30th, 31st, February 1st. So um, I, I haven't seen it pop up in the Federal Register unless it has during the <laughs> nope, show, which is possible. I said the same thing. Um, <laughs> But if it does, we'll bring it to you live. That's it, live. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Uh, we are looking at the enforcement mechanism for effective date and how that plays into right. the difference between individuals and, and FFLs. Right. Um, so we are we are watching that mm-hmm. and, and, and digging into that. We have attorneys that are working on it right now. So um, we, we are keeping an eye on that issue. I know that people have started to raise it and ask questions about it. So Okay. Um, but that's what's so what's so dangerous with all of this is exactly kind of what you're talking about is the agency doesn't want to take a a stern stance and this rule in particular this pistol brace rule they went from the worksheet which was bad don't get me wrong (laughs) the worksheet was horrid the the regulation that they have drafted if you don't want to read the 293 pages that is the, the the announced rule if you scroll right to the bottom at the very end is what they're actually amending in the Code of Federal Regulations. Right. And that lays out the new test. Right. And I use, I'm, I'm using air quotes around test, because it's this, like, amorphous six-factor test that's designed to determine whether something was designed to be, intended to be, or manufactured to be shouldered. Right. And if so, then they're going to treat it as a rifle. And they have these different factors on... Uh, surface area on like length of pole, right, right. but they also the worksheet gave numbers and said if you're you know this much or this much, then that's bad or that's good. Those are gone. There's no guidance in this right, rule right, anymore. Right, right. And you know it's that you know the famous Supreme Court line of you know I'll know it when I see it yep. kind of thing. Right. That's what this is. But what's so dangerous is when you have I know it when I'll see it from a judiciary you know, problematic, but that's one thing. This is from the body that's also charged with enforcing federal law. Right. So they're writing their own regulation, which completely upends federal law, completely changes the way that that pistols have been classified for more than a decade at this point, I think the original patent. Yes, yeah. And they're the body that then is going to to charge and prosecute you, right? The, The ATF is under Department of Justice, that's why, you know, Garland is out there announcing these things and is on all of these cases because DOJ is the umbrella for the ATF. Right. So you have the body that's charged with enforcing federal law, also deciding what federal law says. Which was the term, the, the fox in the hen house? Right? Well, well, you know what, you know what is, it is, what's even more insidious in some ways about this is you know, the people here at SHOT Show, you, Mike, people who are immersed in this stuff every single day, you're having trouble. You're struggling with it. What about somebody who simply wants to sell a gun, buy a gun? You know, the ordinary average Joe, whoever that is, it's almost impossible. Yeah. If they're even going to bother to read it, to understand it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a huge problem. And that's one thing that, you know, what I really love about um, FPC is... You know, a lot of our work is litigation. You know, like I said, we have have 60 active cases. We have cases in California, Texas, Delaware, uh, Illinois, Washington, Oregon, everywhere. But what we also are are trying to do is just help educate people, right? Our members, the people that follow us, the people that join FPC, 
you know, a lot of it's because of our, our legal fights, and they're the ones that partner with us to make those possible, right? Our, our donors, our supporters are the people that make it so that I can go into court and argue these cases. But they're also able to follow us to get some sort of insight on these things and, and to see how are these rules going to affect people, how are they going to impact people, how are these laws going to, to come down. And one of the things with these new ATF regulations is that they're, they're incomprehensible. So in, uh, in legal terms, we call it unconstitutionally void, or sorry, unconstitutionally vague, uh, or a, you know, the charge is that something is void for vagueness. Uh, which is the constitutional test that basically says if something is not understandable to a person of ordinary intelligence, then, you know, that's common man principle. Yeah, and then that's constitutionally problematic. That test is even heightened when you're talking about criminal law like here. The other important thing is that regulated bodies, uh, you know, a known principle in our law is that regulated bodies are supposed to know what is expected of them. I don't, you can't look at this pistol brace rule and an ordinary person know whether or not what they have is offensive, or a manufacturer know how to comply with it. And what happens if you take the brace off and you hold, you know, a brace in one hand and a pistol in the other? Well, is that constructively an SBR because I can just slide the brace right back onto it, which is now not a brace? Like, it's incomprehensible. And that's the, the, what we struggled with with the framer-receiver rule, too, and one of our main claims in that case is that rule is, is, is as vague as it gets when an evidence of that is ATF issuing subsequent guidance to try and tell people what it says because nobody knows. Right. And they don't like putting things in writing. So it's not like you can necessarily yeah. pull out a, an email from the director right. and say, here we go. We're Sometimes it strikes me that that's the point. It, it is exactly the point. Yeah. So does it uh, you know, obfuscate obstruc- and confuse, right? I just bit my tongue while I said it. <laughs> um, um, Listen, there's, there's some more we want to get back to. I, we talked about Illinois, and I want to come back to Illinois uh, after the break here. So if you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the uh, Hitman Industry Studios, the T6 Firearms Microphones here at SHOT Show 2023. We'll be back in a moment. Question. When you walk into the boardrooms of the most successful companies here in Washington, who do you meet? When you're working for a mover and shaker with strong ties to our community, who are they? When you encounter a group of people eager to roll up their sleeves, who are you most likely to work with? Answer. Men and women who played high school sports. Education-based high school sports give us more than athletes we can root for. They give us leaders we can depend on. Taking the initiative, being a good teammate, sacrificing personal glory for the greater good. These are qualities we expect of our leaders. And they're all being cultivated in the high schools right here in Washington. Question. So where will we find tomorrow's leaders? Answer. High school sports. This message presented by the Washington Interscholastic Activities Association and the Washington Secondary School Athletic Administrators Association. Blue is my favorite color. What's yours? What's yours? Red is my favorite color. What's yours? What's yours? Well, yellow is sweller for this little feller. And me, I'm keen on 
What's your favorite color? Tell us, please. Kids will spend 20 minutes listening to songs like What's this. What's your favorite color? Tell us, please. What's your favorite color? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite How about two minutes to brush their teeth? Brushing for two minutes now can save your child from severe tooth pain later. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. Two minutes, twice a day. Play at the time. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives and the Ad Council. Listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Hitman Industry Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world, from the Hitman Industry Studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from SHOT Show 2023. Uh, we are here at, uh, our, our, I've got Jason sitting next to me, co-host Jason Herman, nice attorney. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, sir. Uh, and I have, I have Cody, the, uh, the, the, the lead, lead counsel, lead attorney, director of legal affairs. What's the proper title, Cody? I'm a senior attorney for constitutional litigation. Yeah, attorney Cody. There, we're going to yeah, go with that. that. Does, that, go with does that fit on a business card? <laughs> it does. And front and back. Yeah, it, it, does. Does. It, does. it doesn't fit on much else, though. <laughs> Uh, Cody, uh, when we started uh, the, the program with you, we were talking about uh, your latest lawsuit out of Illinois. Um, and, and my question for that is, and I want to make it a quick question and not a rant, um, is that post-Bruin, uh, even not post-Bruin, because Illinois just loves doing this, um, you know, we have a new standard out, we have a new set of rules or guidelines that the, you know, the Supreme Court has given us. Even without that, we still see Illinois has done in the past, and as they do now, continue to pass things that don't meet constitutional muster. And if anybody even heard of Bruin in the newspaper, they know what's going on with that case. Yet we still see them doing this. Why can't we hold these legislators, and Jason and I have had this conversation on the air, and I want to continue the conversation, why can't they be held responsible? Why, why don't they have qualified immunity instead of total immunity like, like our law enforcement first responders. Why can't I charge them under fraud, waste, and abuse? Because they're knowingly passing these laws that it's going to cost the government money to defend against the lawsuits that the FPC and everybody else brings to them. Yeah, so there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, the first and you've got thing, nine minutes to do it. Perfect. Uh, the first thing I'm going to, I just want to push back on just a touch before we dig into that sure. is that Bruin didn't set a new test. Correct. Right? Yes, okay. yes, yeah. So Bruin reiterates what the court said in Heller. And, Correct. And circuits just weren't following for... Right. And I think I said standard. I didn't say test. Okay. okay. So, and it's, it's the same yeah. standard. They yeah. just lay it out and Correct. they basically say... I mean... Step one. Bruin is effectively, and we meant it. Yes. Right? Exactly That's right. That's essentially exactly what that right. decision yeah. Yeah. We really, really, yeah. really, really meant yeah. it. Yeah. I always, you know, there's this always like this joke or, or uh, I used to use it as an interview question of, you know, if you could change anything about the Constitution of the Bill of Rights, what would it be and why? And right. you get some pretty terrible answers from law students. Sometimes you get like a, a moment of brilliance. Right. The best answer I ever heard, uh, which is probably, I think, from where I like stole the question from, was I would just go through and add a few exclamation points. <laughs> right. yeah. And that's yeah. what Bruin is. It's that's an exclamation right. point yeah. in Heller, really. But why we can't hold them directly liable. Um, 
it's it's a principle of the legal system that's been established that uh, that so the jurisdictional statute that we sue states under for these violations is uh, 42 USC 1983, right? And it uh, prohibits state actors or political subdivisions like a city or a municipality right. from uh, enforcing something you know under color for a deprivation of civil rights under the color of law and. 1983 allows you to sue the enforcement bodies. It allows you to sue, you know, the state as the broad entity at times. Um, when you want to hold somebody individually accountable, like damages, like getting money from them for what they are, you know, in law we call this punitive damages, oftentimes like punishment right. or compensatory damages or compensatory. Those can only be sought against the person that is physically actually doing the deprivation. Right. And it has to be clear. So, like, let's say that Illinois' law got struck down, and Illinois published that the law got struck down, and then the chief of police of Chicago was like, I don't care that the law has been deemed unconstitutional. I'm going to enforce it anyway. That would be a situation where you would then go for compensatory and punitive damages against right. that person. Right. Who is, and it actually would be the officer that's enforcing it, too. Yes. Um, so, I, you know, I can't say that it's, it's the best system, but that is why. Um, yeah. Is that, generally speaking, and then especially once you get into the legislative bodies, now they've got, you know, legislative immunity where they're even exempt from some of the things that they say on the floor, the impacts of those. So, uh, in... Early in my career, we di- I did bring uh, a lawsuit, and I named the uh, members of a, of a city council that passed a regulation when I went to the, the final city council meeting where they were talking about banning, you know, again, so-called assault weapons and magazines and all sorts of things. And I, I had a draft complaint in my hands at this third reading of their, their bill, and I said, look, if you pass this, it is unconstitutional. We will sue you as a violation. And I went through my claims of the draft complaint, and I told them. And they passed it anyway. And so when we sued them, we sued them in their individual capacity. Every single one of them, I had a statement from every one of them on the record saying that, well, you know, even... I'm doing it because it's for the children. Even it's what I feel is right. We had direct statements of all of them acknowledging right. that what they were doing. Right. And the court dismissed the claims as to those members of the city council. We were able to move forward with the case as, you know, against the law enforcement bodies and against the city, but, um, but courts take that very seriously. And that is a principle that is, is as of right now, pretty firmly established. You know, for, for some of our listeners, maybe all of our listeners, uh, typically they would hear about 1983 actions really in the context of a police brutality or police shooting. That's where people usually interact with that statute. Uh, news and columns and, and TV and, and and as you know, Cody, it, it, courts even in cases where it, it appears like it's clear uh, civil rights abuse, it, the standard is incredibly high yeah. uh, to hold these officers uh, accountable. And and the reason I bring that up is that it, it that's a, a situation where you can you can follow the fist or follow the bullet, and it's it's tough to tough to hold those officers uh, accountable under the statute the way it's written so to get to a legislator yeah i don't want to say anything's impossible because i'm not absolutist but 
that's a that's a pretty heavy lift. Yeah, and, and the way that immunity has been applied is, is hugely problematic. I mean, it, it makes it to where people, it is not qualified, right, in, in any real sense. No. People are just exempt. Yes. And Correct. there needs to be a direct, on-point, factual scenario that a court has decided for another court to, this, to then... Right, and, and that's a ridiculous point. You go back to Harlow Fitzgerald from, from, from 82, I think I said 80 earlier, and, and it, it, it lays it out. There yeah. it is. But it, it, to me, it, it's, it, it, and I'm not trying to offend any legislators, but, you know, I don't care. Um, <laughs> the, it, it's, it's the reason they don't make those decisions is because that if they make that decision, they could be the next one subject to it. You know, yeah. and, and you see, you know, the same thing with judges, you know, you'll see that out there as well. You know, I'm not going to decide that way because I might be the next guy facing, the, you know, that lawsuit. Yeah, and it's it's hugely problematic because then you get these these legislative bodies that are pushing these laws over and over. Yep. We all saw Bruin come out. We all know what it says. Yep. Illinois cannot point to Bruin, for those that don't know, or, or right. Heller, what they do, is it puts the burden on the state or the city or the, the federal government right. to point to some place around the enactment and ratification of the Second Amendment yep. That justifies their regulation or gives them support. Right. Illinois cannot point to a single law around the ratification of the Second Amendment that justifies their ability to ban an entire class of firearms. Right. They cannot point to a single law or single regulation around the ratification of the Second Amendment that allows them to limit magazine capacity like they are. Yep. I mean, repeating... We can it's, dig into the history yeah, all day yeah, long, it's, but it's, they just... There's nothing there. There's nothing for them to point to. So... It is definitely frustrating that they, you know, these we still see these laws like popping up, right. and it, it's something that we continue to deal with. And, and and you do, and that's what FPC does. And FPC does it does, like it, like Cody said, it, it doesn't happen with uh, with with money growing on trees behind their their office building. Okay, so you have to donate. Go to firearmpolicy.org. Go to you know, just look up FPC and make it happen. Cody, how do people follow the latest updates or follow you? Yeah, so they can follow us at firearmspolicy.org. We're at Gun Policy on just about every social media channel. Give us a follow there. I am at The Wizard of Laws with a Z. The Wizard of Laws. With, I love it. Yeah, with yeah. just about everything. Yeah, so yeah. I, you'll see me regularly ranting. Like I got spun up earlier, I do yeah. it on Twitter from time to time, <laughs> too. So right. it's just more entertaining. I might have to make an unconstitutional taking of that name. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Folks, you've been listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the SHOT Show floor here 2023. Cody's been our guest for Firearms Policy Coalition. Thank you for joining us, and we, and we look forward to having you back. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Until uh, the second uh, hour, until we see you after the break, please exercise your second member rights responsibly. And if you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. My feet hurt.
love bourbon. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Hitman Industries Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the Hitman Industries Studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the 2023 SHOT Show. My name is Mike, I promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Uh, we come to you live from the Hitman Industries Studios. Mobile. Mobile. On the T6 Firearms microphone. Listen, I don't do the show by myself. Let me go around the room and introduce you to my fellow compatriots here today. On my right is the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Danny Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corporate. Approved memos. Lead a workshop. Remember birthdays. Oh, I'm glad I'm sitting down. My feet still hurt. Feet still hurt. Yeah. yeah. A lot of walking. A lot of walking. You're going to get rid of them heels. You should probably get some flats or something. Hey, yeah. they make my calves look phenomenal. They, they do. You can... <laughs> exactly. Some calves right there. Exactly. <laughs> On my left is the, uh, the chief legal officer of the program. Please welcome back to the program, Attorney Jason Herman. <laughs> Good afternoon, gentlemen. And I also picked up a new job. You did? Oh, uh, yes, I, I am now the lunch gopher oh, uh, yeah. for Arms Room Radio. That's right, that's right. And brought back two-thirds of it, so it worked out well. And he, he, <laughs> he, he's still in probationary period. <laughs> well, it's... We may not call it hazing, <laughs> but it's hazing. It's thank thank you, sir. Man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric Stratton, Rush Chairman. Damn glad to meet you. Uh, by the way, that was Eric Stratton. He was Rush Chairman. Damn glad to meet you. Uh, let's let's get to our let's get to our first guest. Uh, we, we we've been here too long, folks. It's out. It, it's the desert sun. It dries the juices it's out of the brain. It's the dry heat. Yeah, it dries it's the juices dry out of the brain. It's it's tough to cope after a while. Um, we, we have a, a, a another attorney that's sitting here with us besides uh, attorney Jason hey, Herman. But this uh, is a real attorney. This is a real attorney. Okay. Dang it. You, okay. Got, you beat me to it. I was going <laughs> to throw that out there. Uh, Stephen Chipe, Stephen, you, you do uh, a patent work, and 
there's so much stuff that you that you do in the realm that we're looking at here in the shooting, hunting, outdoor trade. I, I, I want to just get into it. I want to find out what this process is like, and 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 I guess how do you pick patent attorneyism? You know, how do you how do you go down that trail for being an attorney? Yeah, great. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me yeah. uh, on today. Uh, it's been a fun show already. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, so I'm a patent attorney uh, with Barnes and Thornburg. Uh, we're a large firm in the U.S. Uh, I'm in our Washington D.C. office. Um, and I do lots of patent work, uh, a lot of intellectual property in general, but um, patents mainly. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun uh, topic to be involved with, uh, you know, both because it's exciting to see new stuff, new products come out, and it's also exciting to be part of the evaluation of how you protect those products. You know, what's the evolution going to be? It's also tied in really closely with the business line, the business um, strategy, that those uh, manufacturers and other product developers are going to have along the way. So I, I love it because it's really uh, it gets to my my core, my engineering background, where we're really nice. building something. Yeah, we're building yeah. something. We're trying to match it with what the commercial goals are for the product. So, what uh, are you allowed to say? Some of the cooler ones that you've seen and, and, and put out there, or um, you know, or is that protected by patent lawyers? There's probably plenty that I could mention, but okay. they wouldn't be as relevant to outdoor industry okay. in okay. general. So, yeah, unfortunately, I can't talk a lot of specifics, but um, but it's been around uh, around the whole realm of what I've seen at the show uh, today, and that's uh, apparel. I mean, tactical gear. Uh, mostly more on the hunting side. Um, I also work in the outdoors in general, so also fishing side that's not so represented here. Right. Um, we do all, all sorts of ballistics and optics and things like that. But it's more about technologies for us as patent attorneys, not so uh, nested into individual uh, commercial lines. It's more about what's being innovated. That's where we're going to gravitate. You're going to see more intellectual property around it. So we see... We see a lot of products here. I mean, there's there's hundreds of thousands of square feet of convention space, from the largest manufacturers to the to the new guy to the mom and pop shop. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody has a new product, not that they just want to sell, but maybe they want to protect, they want to patent. How to talk a little bit about how they would seek you out and make that decision? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's something I do routinely, counseling through those stages. Um, it's challenging, uh, especially when it, you have. Uh, very little or no experience in the realm, and, and, and sometimes the, that's the first thing I'm trying to do is understand my clients, you know, prospective clients. What what is their viewpoint of what they're going after if they if they think they want a patent? Uh, what do they think that means? What do they think it's going to do for them? Uh, so we kind of have to raise the education level, make sure that expectations are what uh, are appropriate. You know, the, the primary goal is to block copying of a new product, a new a new idea. So we want to go in there and say. Okay, what is the core foundation of that idea? What components make up what makes this gadget interesting and new? In the outdoor space, you might be focused on also the niche marketplace, you know, who's buying this, who's the clients, and what parts do they value of that? So focus in on that and say from there, okay, is the protection available to it? Meaning others haven't already occupied that space either with patents or disclosures, things other than patents. If somebody writes an article about it, can stop the availability of patent protection if they were first to do it. So we're looking at that space, and then we're saying, okay, if it's mom and pop shop, um, you know, how important is this to their product line? If it's uh, something that's a core uh, part of their product line, it's an evolution of what put them on the map, uh, then, yeah, we're going to look at something robust. We're going to give them some options to uh, extend real protection. If it's something auxiliary and it's not that important to them, then, you know, we want to go a little bit more moder- modest in terms of what we do because this is an investment. There's a cost to developing 
uh, the applications themselves, and that's even before you're really eligible for protection. You have to invest in the uh, investigation, if you will, or the application process. So we're going through that. We're kind of seeing what the goals are, seeing what the marketplace is for them, helping them understand where the patent fits in for them. And then we are, uh, you know, trying to match our work to it and give them different tiers or modes that they could use uh, to do that sort of protection. The, the exhibitors here that are innovating in the in the uh, sportsman um, area, in, in the outdoor area, uh, ballistics, plastics, um, electronics, electronics, firearms, optics. Um, in the in the time we have available, what's can you tell our listeners what's the benefit? Of, of some of those um, some of those exhibitors uh, patenting their new products. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I can't reiterate enough blocking copying. I mean, that's the primary role is you want to stop others from taking what they see of your designs and just incorporating it directly, right? Uh, we want to we want to create value in the products by making the competitors either have to do something more expensive, more complex, less desirable, something like that, to where you have a value over them because you have a, a patent protection or intellectual property protection. So. And if somebody here or one of our listeners wants to find you and ask you some more questions and seek your advice, can you tell us how, how they would do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm available at uh, Barnes & Thornburg's website. Uh, you can look for me, Stephen Scheip. Um, I, I have uh, a phone number and email address, uh, Stephen dot Stephen at btlaw.com. Um, happy to talk with people. Love to meet people at the show. Uh, that's part of the reason I'm out here. So I'd love to talk with you. Of course, as an attorney, we have to do our conflicts checks. We can't necessarily represent every client that comes to us. Um, but happy to uh, talk with folks. And, and often we can make recommendations if there was a reason preventing me from doing representation. Excellent. Stephen, thank you for joining us. It's, it's, it's wonderful information. And first, we've never had it on here before. But it's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for doing it. And you guys finally get to talk to a smart lawyer. Yeah, there we yeah. go. It's been finally. a while. Finally. Hey, it's K-Dog with the Outlaw Radio Network. We are everywhere. You can follow us on all your favorite social media channels, including Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Vimeo, and more. And if you want to follow me personally, hop on your Twitter. And just search for K-Dog the Outlaw. And don't forget our really cool website, outlawradionetwork.com, full of all the cool merch you've been looking for. Outlaw Radio Network. 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 Are you an outlaw yet? Marshawn Lynch has a new team. Marshawn, how does it feel to be on your new team? I'm just adjusting to the new environment, getting to know my teammates. And what's your role? Busting through the line and bringing the heat every day. This new team got a name? Beacon Plumbing, Heating, and Mechanic. At Beacon, we get to your house quickly. We can perform any plumbing job necessary and even do heating and AC repair. Call Beacon Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 206-720-2040. Stop freaking. Call Beacon. You may live in the crazed maelstrom of Washington state politics, but you don't have to accept the fact that certain politicians and activists want to limit your basic constitutional rights. Hi, this is Tom Gresham, host of Gun Talk. Each week I talk about hunting, firearms, firearm safety, and provide a healthy forum for the Second Amendment. Join me Sundays from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. only on Megatalk. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Hitman Industries Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now. 
coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the 2023 SHOT Show floor. We're here on the Mobile Hitman Industries studios, and uh, I, I love when we grab old friends. This is, this is always great. It's always, it's always a treat to bring people back on the show. Don't forget the T6 Firearms microphone. You're on the, that's right. You're on the T6 Firearm microphone. That's where we, we, we got a whole bunch. It's, it's, it, we're, 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 getting, uh, we're getting popular. We're getting popular. I got, listen, I got spammers calling me all day long. That's how popular <laughs> I am. Uh, let me bring him back to the program. Uh, um, Attorney Adam Kraut is the executive director for the Second Amendment Foundation. Hi. Adam, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me back on. Um, first off, uh, congratulations. You, you've got Thank your you. move there and the executive director. Tell me, tell me, what does an executive director at the Second Amendment Foundation do? You know, I've been asked that question a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give a good answer, but I haven't found it yet. Um, so, uh, you know, Alan uh, founded SAF in 1974. Right. He's the executive vice president. Uh, so not only does he sit on the board, but he runs the day-to-day operations. And right. Uh, he's getting up there in age and has been looking, you know, to figure out how to continue uh, SAF into the future. And that's kind of what my role is. You know, I've come in and I'm slowly learning from him how the organization functions and the day-to-day stuff. And, uh, you know, on top of what he's been doing, you know, charting a course for success in the future. So uh, on top of that, I'm also continuing to manage and be involved in litigation, uh, a world I'm all too familiar with. Um, but really just learning about how the organization functions, the different facets of it, uh, you know, everything from fundraising to communications and right. things of that nature. So uh, at the end of the day, you know, in the future, I'll be running the organization day to day. But today, right now, I'm doing it in sync with Alan. You know, I'm handling uh, things that are projects I want to do and keeping things off his plate. Right. And slowly that is, you know, the goal is for him to transition more and more of what's on his plate over to my plate, which is going to make it a very heavy plate. <laughs> Make it very hairy play, yeah. And uh, we have Alan on. We had Alan before, before you. Listen, we run his commercials all the time. We just have to update and put your voice on there now with some of some of his some of your wisdoms. Um, the bow tie gun guy. It's time, you know. He gets the opportunity, like you said, to, to sit back and maybe enjoy some of that uh, that, that hard fought, uh, 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 you know, projects that he's done. So he's been at it for almost fifty years. It's it's it's, it's absolutely absolutely amazing. Are yes. you? Uh, is it now? Is it? Uh, I know you're probably up there in Bellevue training with him. Is that uh, you guys going to stay there? You're going to move on? Going to move back to Philly? Or so I, I'm still in Pennsylvania okay. myself. I'm actually going up to Bellevue after Shot Show. Okay. Uh, so I'll be there next week. Gotcha. Good time of year to go to. to Bellevue, by the way. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. nice and you know, the only yeah. other times I've been there is in the summer, and it's been bright blue skies. Yeah, it's it's warm nice. there now. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it was 20 degrees when I left home, so whatever. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know what the future for the location holds. Right. Uh, you know, the, there is some question as to what that may look like, but uh, sitting here today, I couldn't tell you. Well, you know, I thought, thought that it's important. It was just more of making a conversation yeah. because what you guys do, what you do there is is, is, is nationwide. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, you know, where you enter it into the computer, right. you know, yeah. as long as it ends up in the right jurisdiction when you file it. Yep, yep, and that's, uh, you know, we're certainly good at that. You know, <laughs> at this point, we have over 200, been involved in over 250 cases, uh, so we've got quite a uh, whole plethora under our belt, you know, 250 number does include amicus briefs, but right. also cases where we were, we were a plaintiff or we funded the challenge directly, um, and currently we have over 40 active cases in litigation, I want to say it's 42, 43, um, that number keeps climbing up, we filed a lawsuit in Illinois last night challenging the assault weapons ban down right. in the southern district, so right. even at SHOT Show, 
while Alan and I are roaming the halls and uh, seeing old friends and meeting new ones, we're uh, still getting work done. <laughs> other than that, uh, other than the new lawsuit in Illinois, uh, what's uh, on the litigation front? What's uh, sort of in the fore of your mind? Yeah, so it's probably on everybody's mind here at Chat Show ATF, right? That's what you guys want to talk about. I see those faces. You're like, no, tell us about ATF. That's actually what we really want to talk about. So SAF has had a case uh, dealing with pistol braces since 2021 right. in the Northern District of Texas. So back when ATF originally introduced that criteria of the point system, yeah. Yeah. Uh, before they went into rulemaking where they, it was in the proposed rule, uh, we had sued them. Uh, and that case got so far as to a scheduling order was issued, so the court said this is the schedule in which you're going to abide by things, and then uh, the parties agreed that they would stay the case uh, because ATF said, well, actually, we're going to go do this through the proper channels going through the Administrative Procedures Act process of rulemaking. So they entered a notice of proposed rulemaking, and ever since then there's been some status updates where parties have said, like, we'll, we'll hold on to this, we'll wait till ATF finishes it, and then Friday before SHOT Show, seemingly like ATF does almost every year at SHOT Show, they go, here, check this out, and they throw a grenade in the room. Um, so our attorneys are looking at that this week. Uh, they're doing their deep dive on all of that stuff, and uh, hopefully by the end of the week I'll have a better idea of, of the strategy that we're going to be taking against that final rule. And, uh, you know, the plan is to amend the complaint. We may be adding a plaintiff or two, but really that, that existing lawsuit, we're just going to formulate around this final rule and away we go. So we already have a judge, we already have defendants, you know, and all that good stuff that was already there. And are you happy with the judge that you drew in that case? Yeah, I think we got a pretty decent judge down there. Um, and then, you know, again with ATF, the framer-receiver rule that, uh, you know, they implemented recently, uh, there was a case down in Texas where we filed a motion to intervene, our intervention was granted, uh, and we just filed a motion for summary judgment and a uh, preliminary injunction last week on those as well, in that case. Well, and so. when do you expect a ruling down there? Uh, you know, the preliminary injunction was granted for the other plaintiffs uh, fairly quickly, and given that the basis of almost everything we had was very similar, there's some other things that are different, but we expect, you know, it should be kind of copy-paste for a lot of that stuff, so I would expect hopefully quickly, but... You know, of course, their dockets, I mean, you're a lawyer, you know how that goes. <laughs> no, no one ever got rich predicting what a judge is going to do and when he or she is going to do it. I always tell somebody if I had a crystal ball and I knew that stuff, I sure as heck would not be practicing law, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> how is... Uh how has Bruin changed everyday life up there at Second Amendment Foundation? I know you, in addition to filing new cases, everything that was sitting somewhere, waiting somewhere, has completely changed as well. Yeah, so it's, it certainly what it did was reset the, the playing field in a lot of ways. It, it didn't do anything new, really, if you look at it. Uh, so in Heller, Heller was very clear that the te test is text is informed by history and tradition. And then for 14 years, the lower courts went, eh, we'll try this two-step thing where, like, well, first, is it protected by the Second Amendment? Yeah, okay. But does the government have some kind of interest where we can balance this away that, yeah, you know, this is good for the public, so your rights, who cares? Um, so what they did was they came back and they said, hey, look, we told you guys in Heller, this is the test. And they, they didn't say it once. They said it twice. Right. And they said your two-step test is one step too many. The other thing it did was uh, said that there is a right to bear arms outside of the home. But if you read Heller, Heller already said already that said as it. well. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think Bruin did anything necessarily new. It was just... Here's the reminder you guys needed in the swift kick to the butt. We really mean it. Yes. We, we meant it when we said it the first go-around, but apparently you didn't get the memo, so here's the memo. Um, so what that did was it reset the playing field in a lot of ways where these cases that were uh, either percolating their way up 
um, through you know the the circuit courts or were on cert petitions. There were four cert petitions that after Bruin came out were GVR, so they were granted, vacated, and remanded. And what that means is court said, "Cool, we'll grant your petition. We'll hear your case." They vacated the judgment of the lower court, which means they throw it out, and they send it back down, saying, "Here, do it." this way, the way we just told you in Bruin. Um, so there was an assault weapons ban challenge yep. in uh, Maryland where right. that was the case, and there's several others that I'm just not going to remember because there's so many cases out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, the cases that were in the circuit courts, some of them uh, that were appealed that have been sent back down already to the, the um, <coughs> district courts that, here, like, go start at square one all the way back up. So right. it's delayed things in some, some respects uh, because those cases that were on their way up, are now have seemingly going back down, but it, it really does put the burden. The one good thing it really did make clear was that it's text as informed by history and tradition. Burdens on the government, right? Is this conduct presumed to be protected under the Second Amendment? Well, is it a right to keep or is it a right to bear arms? If the answer to that is yes, government, your turn, show us the historical analog or the regulation that's a law that was exactly the same. Um, so in our cases, for instance, it's a very quick example. The sensitive places cases that we have in New York or right, New Jersey, right. uh, you know, the government's saying, well, it's kind of like these things, uh, and they offer one, maybe two examples that are not, uh, you know, at all. And they're saying, oh, well, we just need more time to find this. Well, your legislature, when it passed the bill, said, hey, we, you know, we understand that there needs to be historical analogs, and they, they basically said they understood Bruin. Right. Uh, but you need more time? This law was passed six months after Bruin, or, or however long of a period. You don't get more time. And in right. Illinois, there's nothing. Right. <laughs> That's right. You know, or, or they cite, listen, here's some, here's some old law from the 1890s where we say blacks can't own firearms. Yeah, you, you know, it's funny. That's the history wrong, of it. Wrong yeah. time period. It's, it's the time of the founding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, Adam, thanks for joining us on the program. I know you're a busy man. I thank you for sticking around. We, yeah, had, a, we, had, a, we had a little double slotting issue going on there. And um, tell people how to, 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 to get with the – follow you or follow SAF. Yeah, so I would tell you check out uh, SAF, the Second Amendment Foundation. So it's saf.org. Uh, that's the, probably the best place. You can also you know find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter. Uh, you certainly get on our, our mailing list for you know yes. PR and updates on stuff like that. So that would and be the congratulations. Best thank you. Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the SHOT Show Floor 2023. We'll be back after the break. Megatron 920 KG2K Olympia 1400 KITZ Silverdale K289CQ Tumwater 105.7. KeepAndBearArms.com is not just an inconspicuous portal within the countless framework of numerous dot-coms. KeepAndBearArms.com is your customizable destination for the latest news and views on Second Amendment and self-defense content. Revisit Liberty Today and visit KeepAndBearArms.com to exercise your freedom and rights and share your experiences and opinions. Register your free user account and email. KeepAndBearArms.com Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell's self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. Listen to the Dell Wamsley Show, your source for real estate investing, weekdays and Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., exclusively on Megatop. 
Are you planning a local community fundraiser, bake sale, golf tournament, or auction in the Puget Sound region? We want to inform our on-air listeners about your event free of charge. Simply email the details to community at KITZ1400.com. That's community at KITZ1400.com. And we will highlight your event in our on-air community calendar. You can also contact us through Facebook at Megatuck Radio. KITZ and KGTK Radio. Together, we care. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to sell all your belongings and live in a commune. These dungarees belong to all of us now, Tom. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. When it comes to saving money, don't act like a baby. Goo goo gaga. Be the boss and make a budget. I'm the boss, baby. You're the boss of me. I am the boss of you. I'm not. M2. I'm not. M2. Need a little help? Aren't you going to do any work? I'm very busy delegating. Create a personalized savings plan. We can share. You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, perhaps great careers start at the middle school side instead of at the job fair. Because the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, STEM. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. A public service message from America's Navy. Hi, my name's Bob. Hi, Bob. I see this ad on TV. It says I can reduce my debt by 50%. I call. They told me to stop paying my bills, stop talking to my creditors. They'd take care of everything. I gave them thousands, but most of it went to their fees. Getting out of debt is neither quick nor easy. There are those who will tell you anything to win your trust. I'm more in debt now because the fees and interest in my cards kept piling up. Talk to your creditors directly or to find a nonprofit agency near you. Visit DebtAdvice.org. This has been a public service message. Hi, I'm Ben Affleck. The only thing better than playing a hero in the movies is being a hero in real life. Like the 50,000 veterans who returned from Iraq and Afghanistan with devastating injuries. They are true heroes, and they're why I'm proud to support Paralyzed Veterans of America. They make sure veterans with spinal cord injuries get the care and support they need at no cost to them. To learn more, visit pva.org. That's pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Hitman Industry Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the Hitman Industry Studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Earl. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the mobile Hitman Industry Studios on the T9... T6. T6. Pay attention. I'm sorry. I'm, um, T- T6 Firearms Microphone. T6 God. Firearms. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I know T6. you're new. I know you're I, new. I'm, I'm new. And, and, and to top it off, Mike walked away. Oh, uh, we... 
the kids are in charge now. That's, that's bad. Let's try to We're going to make him pay for the T6 firearms. <laughs> Microphones. Oh, I know. There you go. Yeah. All right. Most importantly, most importantly, while Mike walked away, our good friends from Blackbeard Belts walked up and sat down with us. We've got Michael and Joel here with us. Gentlemen, how are you? Hey, good. And they're going to show us about their products. Yeah. And take it away. So thanks for having me, first of all, here. But um, So this is our new Ranger gun belt. Uh, It's different from a lot of gun belts because it was designed to carry guns, designed for carrying loads. It's made all the components are made of materials that are not going to break. They have you know high longevity, um, their lifetime warranty because of that. So nice. just keep it a high level. The buckles are stainless steel design, powder coated, so it's not going to break. Uh, it's not going to rust. Um, the material, the strapping is a silicone uh, type of nylon, coated nylon. So polymer coated nylon, basically TPU. I won't get into the yeah, yeah, nitty gritty yeah, yeah, of it, yeah. but um, it won't s on you. It won't stretch. It won't absorb sweat, mud, blood, any of that kind of stuff. So it's extremely durable. It has 19 holes for adjustability at half-inch increments, which means you can get a real fine-tuned uh, controllability. If you're carrying, if you go out for tacos and some services here, you can just pop your buckle and you're good to go. Or what I look at is if you wanted, one day you want to carry your double stack, the next day you want to carry your single stack. Exactly. There is going to be a size right. difference. You, you can be comfortable all the time, but comfortable uh, in your car. You can release it. It's very quick to, to instantly lock and unlock it for multiple uses. I'll tell you what's amazing. Uh, for me, and I'm seeing this for the first time, and it looks pretty amazing. I wear suits almost every day in the state of Florida. And most of the time, not this week, but most of the time, humid, hot. Can you talk a little bit about what's going to happen to this belt if if somebody like me is wearing a suit? Sure. Nothing. That's, oh, so wait, I'll try. We we got we got to yeah. Well, all right, we got to stretch it out. Thank you for coming. Stretch it out. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Nice guys. Guys. See you next time here on the show, and uh, thanks for having me here today. But yeah, you know that uh, Earl Earl nailed it. Um, so that material doesn't absorb any sweat or anything. So that happens a lot. Sweat destroys everything. Oh, it yes. curves your belts. It laminates it. You know, eventually it just turns to junk. You need a new belt. That's not going to happen to this belt. It will not absorb any liquids. So sweat or, you know, blood, if that happens, uh, mud, uh, it's good for any environment. I have um, a friend who's a, a commercial diver that uses this belt. I say, hey, he's Mac. I say, hey, do me a favor. Next time you dive in the water and the salt and the crud and the stuff, and that destroys everything. Oh, yeah. So if, if it's going to handle that, then you're good to go with anything. And plus, you live in Florida, so you got a lot of salt water in the air. Oh, so yeah. yeah. That's going to alleviate that. You don't get any rust in this stuff at all. Very nice. And I'm, yeah. I'm holding the black one. That's the black one, yeah. Uh, any other colors? Yes. So we have that in coyote tan, which is a favorite of men. Mm-hmm. Uh, OD green, of course, you know, mm-hmm. staples of the rainbow. And then black <laughs> right now. You know, well, that's, you know, that's oh, favorite. Cur- currently... You know, just like Henry Ford. Any color you want. Yeah. As long as it's black. <laughs> well, I'm doing a little better. We got three, you yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, we will have bar- brown in the future and stuff for, you know, so a little more with slacks. We do have a polished stainless steel buckle coming out actually in two to three weeks as well. Nice. So that's nice. got a nice shine. More options, yeah. Yeah. It's not for kids. And, you know, ladies like that also. It's a unisex design, but the ladies love it because it's just, it's very blingy. You can get it with nickel grommets on there or eyelets. Or without black, if you want to keep a little bit more man in there and just the stainless buckle to kind of show it off, that's options available too. Sweet. Yeah. So it's, what kind of uh, MSRP are we looking at? 99 bucks for a lifetime belt. Can't beat it. No. Can't beat it. Yeah. Well, I mean, well worth the You can spend the 99 bucks on, on a, a regular jet dress belt that's going to last a year, especially if you, right. you're putting your whole stuff oh, yeah. you know, in and out. Destroys it. Crushes it. Oh, yeah. It, it just it ruins everything, you know. Um, uh, you know, a lot of belts weren't designed 
for kids. Those dress belts weren't designed for carrying. You know, even a lot of these ratchet belts and stuff, they weren't designed initially right. for that. You know, they were dress belts. and say, oh, this is a good idea. Let's just use it for this. But ultimately, you know, they have a year warranty. Yeah. And that's why oh, yeah. so, you know, oh, yeah. it's not going to last. You know, and, it, and it's not just, you know, wearing the holster. If you're, again, like me practicing law, uh-huh. when you're going into a courthouse, you often have to take your holster off. Right. Because you can't walk into... I mean, you can certainly walk into a courthouse with it. Sure. You're not going to be walking out. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least alone. Right. But right. so taking... At least, right? Can you talk a little bit about um, sort of the durability when you're taking the holster off and on? Right. So, again, that's a polymer coat of nylon, so it's got a very tough finish on it. Very scratch-resistant finish. And a very grippy, you know, finish, as you can tell when you, if you put it on here. It wants to rotate your whole pants because... But that's what you want. You want something to stay where it is, you know, your pistol firearm. You don't want it moving on you, right? Memory? Right, right. That, that's something that we want to mention is, you know, the, the old cliche. It's, it's not a flaw. It's a feature. Right. When you do slide this belt into your belt loops, it will take a little bit of effort. There is slight resistance. Yeah, it's grip. But that right. slight resistance means it's not moving. It was intentional. Yes. I could have made that yes. glossy, but that doesn't help you when, you, when your firearm's got to stay in a certain position, you know? Exactly. Can, can you exactly. talk a little bit about uh, how, you, how you developed it and, and why you had the initial idea in the first place? So, so Blackbeard belts. His I started, pants kept falling down. I started six years ago, and I realized, you know, <laughs> belts suck. You know. Yeah. So I, I started an issue with leather, and I was like, you know, leather sucks. Why am I doing leather? And it led me to a more durable materials, more synthetic materials that felt and looked like mm-hmm. leather, but you know, it's going to last you, you. You get what you, you know, what you pay for. You know, you're you're getting a belt right. that's just going right. to last. This buckle design it came out with about a year ago. But I ran it through a lot of testing, a lot of X-Seals, Green Berets, um, a lot of special op guys in the field, high level, that, you know, just run stuff ragged. They destroy it. I say, hey, try this up. Tell me what you think. Tell me if it's going to work for you. Nice. And I, you know, I got all the good feedback, constructive feedback. They loved it. Uh, so I pushed it to market here. And um, I just got, I really got fed up of the, the belts are in the market. You know, they didn't do what they needed to do. And I have a whole box full of belts. And I yep. don't care what I paid, 150 bucks, yep. you know, or 90 bucks. I don't care what it costs. I'll spend the money if it's quality and if it's good. You know, it's going to last. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's durability. It's durability. It's an investment. Yeah, it's an investment, exactly. right. And, you know, you get what you pay for, you know. And, I, and it's, it's reasonably priced, and you're getting a lot more for that, I think, just because I, I'm so confident in it, and I've, it's been through the ringer. I sent it for... I sent it to a lab to get pulled apart and tested. And what happens is at 900 pounds, the eyelets start to tear. The buckle didn't fail. Test over. So you have 900 pounds of pulling force. Now, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think my waist is going to fail before this yeah, belt's going to fail. Exactly. <laughs> I was just curious, probably. But I was curious. I like, oh, yeah. how much weight you can do with this. You know somebody's going to ask you out there, hey, if, can I take this belt and ratchet it between the front bumper and back bumper of another vehicle? What's it going to handle? It's funny you said that, Earl, because I had a guy. <laughs> I just pulled that up to there's, my head. There's this true story two weeks ago. He's like, I know I should have done this, but I used it to remove my, review, uh, remove my rear diff in my truck because I had no strap around. It's like, well, you know, I don't cover out a warranty. I know, but it's perfectly fine. I'm amazed. It's like, okay, cool. You know, just don't, you know. <laughs> so that would be an off-label use. <laughs> yeah, so just for, for viewers or listeners out there, definitely don't do that. I don't recommend it. But um, it can but, handle it. you know, let's just say there's some billies out there, friends of mine, that <laughs> tried some silly things with it. So, Michael, I know, I know every one of our listeners uh, is going to be interested in picking at least one of these up. In one of the fine selections of three colors, how can they do it? Wow. Well, hold on. i got to interrupt. I appreciate you Notice the quick and smooth segue on there. I, it's so smooth. I'm just You're coming after my job quick, aren't I, you? I had to make up for the T6 thing. I had to make up for the T6 thing. I'm catch up. Sorry. Yeah, no. All right, shut up. It's, it's <laughs> difficult. So if you go to blackbeardbelts.com, yes. 
you can pick one of these up. I also have some other models on there, you know, dress belts that are made of the same material. They're all polished stainless steel or coated stainless steel. And I don't know if I should mention the future here, what's coming, but... Ooh, it's up to you. Got, That's up to you. I, I ooh, have... Ooh, all right. I'm going to say this. I'm going nice. to hand it over here. You guys, hey, don't hey, you mind, to touch mine. I'm here. looking at it. Can we try and pull it apart? Yeah, yeah but watch your radio equipment. You're going <laughs> hey, 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 hey. to tip over here because that's not going to break on you. That is uh, straight-up aluminum, nice. engine three-quarters. So that's our commando belt that's coming about in two to three weeks, coming out. And that's also available in those three colors as well. It's super light design. I already have, like I said, a special ops guy and some SWAT guys running this, and they're just loving it right now. So that's going to be a very hot seller. Um, same, same adjustability, same design, just engine three-quarters. It's wider with a double drop pin, basically, so it's... A little more even secure. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, just and I may be oversimplifying this. No disrespect, but this is your duty belt version. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be yep, your inch and three Man, quarter. It's just. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Smooth. I don't know if you can hear this, folks. I've got you know one into each hand, and this this is all it takes. I'm just sliding it in, and that's it. Even now an Earl up. can do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Earl that's approved. The true test. I'm gonna put a stamp. Earl approved. That's the, the true test. test. That's well, the well true congratulations test. on this. Yeah. And thank you. All right. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, guys, for showing up. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be hanging out more this week. Folks, you are listening to the Jason and Earl Show, coming to you live from the Hitman Industry Studios on. Don't mess up. Don't mess up. The T6 Firearms Microphone. There you hey, go. Nice. <laughs> we'll be right back. Thanks Perfect. for listening. My feet hurt. <laughs> Mine too. At Megatalk Radio, it is our business because, like you, we are a small business. Each month, we offer a limited number of discounted radio and social media advertising packages to help small businesses around the region stay competitive in the marketplace. For more information about our small business advertising program, email smallbizwithaz at kitz1400.com. That's smallbiz at kitz1400.com. Or call 360-876-1400. I'm Sally, a volunteer at United Way. I'm asking people around the neighborhood what they think this place needs. Uh, excuse me, hi. What do you think this place needs? I'd like to see more parking. More playgrounds. Free movies. Ah, uh, that's easy. Better restaurants. And you, uh, what do you think this place needs? This place? Oh, more ice cream trucks. Okay. <laughs> uh, how about you? Wi-Fi everywhere? I was thinking more money in the pockets of local families come tax time. Um, can I change my answer? I was just kidding about the ice cream. Oh, that's way better. Uh, now that you mention it. When it comes to getting better tax refunds into the hands of local families, what this place needs is you. To donate or volunteer, go to unitedway.org. Because great things happen when we live united. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. It doesn't matter if you're 22 or 62, whether you're trying to figure out how to pay off a student loan or how you're going to pay for retirement. Maybe you're a parent trying to provide for your family, struggling to pay the bills on time. The tough economy is affecting all of us, and it can be overwhelming. There's no need to fight the battle alone. 
The National Foundation for Credit Counseling wants you to know there is help available for whatever kind of debt problem you're facing. The NFCC is a nonprofit organization with more than 50 years of experience. Certified counselors in your area can help you take the first step in getting a grip on your finances. And they can help create a personalized plan and show you how to make educated decisions about your financial future. You are not alone. Let the NFCC help get you started. Call them at 800-388-2227 or visit DebtAdvice.org. That's 800-388-2227 or visit DebtAdvice.org. This has been a public service from the NFCC. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Hitman Industry Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world, from the Hitman Industry Studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Hitman Industry Studios on the... Key six firearms microphone. Yep, all here on the mobile in uh, in uh, Shot Show 2023, Las Vegas, Nevada. So we're having a good time. Uh, hey, we uh, we like we love having uh, old friends back on the program, especially when they got new projects to talk about. So let's please bring up back to the program, Mr. Derek LeBlanc from Kids Safe Foundation. There's two S's there. Don't two stumble S's. on it, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we just had you a couple weeks ago. We had you on the radio. We were yeah. talking, but now we got to. Over, over the, the the airwaves, mm-hmm. now we're in person. So I like the face to face. It is it is good. It is good. Well, what? Wait a minute. Wait, not your face. Oh, okay. well, your face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first off, uh, how, how's your shot show going for you? It's good. It's been very productive. Lots of lots of miles on my feet. My feet kind of feel it. <laughs> your, your feet hurt too. They do. Join the club. Yeah, yeah. Join the nothing new here. I need a, one of the. I need a masseuse. I think. Whoa. Hey. A, a foot masseuse. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna go listen. I, you they, said, told, they told me that costs extra. Yeah, I can't comment. <laughs> this, this is a family show. Yes, we, we are here in Vegas. Uh, Derek said the uh, masseuse, and about four people started moving towards him. It was for her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm a masseuse. I'm a masseuse. Oh, yeah. yes. Some of them, uh, uh, one of them, even professionally. So the other, you get your amateur, get the amateur masseuses if you want a good foot massage. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can't pay people because no. if you had to pay no. somebody to touch your feet, you got to pay them a lot. Unless it's amateur, then it's, you know, it's like a buck or two. It's like a buck a toe. It depends on how it goes. Uh, he just takes it and runs with it. I like it. <laughs> we, do, we do, we do, we do, we do. We'll do it live. Well, Derek, thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me again. And, and, and I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm go, guys. See ya. I got a place to be with the yeah. guy to we'll check out the place, thing. Yep. And so now that they're done pushing it, uh, let's, uh, let, let, let's go back to Kids Safe Foundation. Tell us, tell us about, uh, and those that are listening for the first time, about Kids Safe Foundation. So my elevator pitch. So the Kids Safe yeah. Foundation, we're a 501c3 nonprofit based in Oregon. And so we just firearm safety and acts of prevention to kids. Uh, we've been a nonprofit since 2016. We've reached over 26,000 kids in five states. And our, our next milestone is to go national with our program. You know, that way we can turn 26,000 into millions. That's the yeah. goal. We're going to change the face of safety in this country, but we need your help. And, and that's why I'm glad to be here. And, and you, you've moved already. What's what's your number now? What's your total number of kids trained in since uh, since 2016? Over 26,000. 26,000. 26,000. Yeah. 26, yeah and, and the majority of them are, are, are from are from you doing this. For me, yeah. majority, yes. Yeah. I have I have a great team. We have yeah. a great board of directors, and you know we're just keep moving this thing forward. And obviously, you know the you know the Lord is you know blesses with a lot of opportunities, lots right. of great microphones like we have today. Right. And that's how we get to spread this message. I know we. Uh, 
we met uh, up, up on stage at the, one of the gun right policy conferences five or six years ago. It was you, me, and uh, Yehuda Reamer. Yep, yep. And, uh, and, and just uh, uh, started talking and having the conversation with a great project, trying to share each other's, uh, trying to share love across the board, you know, yeah. this kind of thing. Um, you're, you're, you're right now, you're in, uh, you're in the Pacific Northwest is, yep. is, is where you're doing the setup, but you're, but you're looking to move out of there. And to, like you said, you want to continue to expand and bring Absolutely. this program to everywhere. What, what's, what's going on with that right now? So basically, everything comes down to funding. Obviously, right. that's why we're here. We're here to meet the movers and shakers and, and you know, ask for their help and their investment in right. the future of our, our two-way rights, right, and our, our kids. And, and one thing we have to look at, we're around manufacturers. You know, without the next generation, we're going to have nothing. And, and so that's why we're really, really active and we're, you know, grasping organization but the goal is to get more you know kids involved that way they can be good stewards going forward for our two-way rights yeah absolutely what um when we talk about moving it across the country, obviously we're not looking for money for you to travel to every city in this country. No. What, what, what's the methodology for, for bringing this to others? So the methodology, we have good, good quality volunteers that would want to get involved with the program and, and, and that, are, that we can vet to make sure they're, they're good, safe individuals okay. for those kids and, and, and put them on a path for success. And that's how we're going to grow this exponentially. And obviously, you know, at the beginning, it's a, kind of, it's a volunteer. I'm a volunteer. Yeah, so it's a right. volunteer type thing, but it's right. something that's good for your heart. It's good for your soul. Right. And it's also good for our community. You're looking to train instructors with this. Absolutely. You're looking, you're looking to, to get the sponsorship beyond, beyond the couple that you're amazing ones you have already that helps you where you are. Yeah. Um, I'll let you plug them. Absolutely. So Aero Precision, yeah. you know, one of our, our, our chief, our main sponsor, Aero Precision, they're tremendous. They drop, they have a new bolt-action rifle that's out that's amazing, right. and new su- suppressors and quality rifles. And so we're really, really thankful to have their support. And where do you do the teaching? And so we do Cabela's locations, yeah, uh, Bass Pro yeah, Shops, yeah. you know, any public, anywhere I have inflatable blow-up screens, I can do it anywhere. <laughs> right. Just give me power, give me some kids, and we're going to teach safety, and we're going to talk about guns and how those guns can be used for good, and they're not the bad, scary things that everybody else makes them out to be. Absolutely, absolutely. And when, when, you, when you've done this and you've seen success, uh, what's, what's the resistance to, I don't want my kid touching a gun? What, what, you know, it, it, how do you get them in the classroom? How do you, because it's not like you're recruiting eight-year-olds. Yes. You, you must sell it to the parents. Absolutely. Well, the goal is, is to make it where it, we have to show the necessity for this stuff. It's every kid should have this education, right? Because, you know, you might be safe with guns, but we don't know if they go over to Billy's house. We don't know how Billy's parents are with guns. And so it could be a show-and-tell type situation. And so that's why our program is important for every kid, not just the kids with guns in the home, you know, because you don't, don't think for a second your kid won't be exposed in public. You know, guns are using the commission of pride, and they're thrown out the window. Kids come in contact that way. I've had kids find guns and couch cushions at playdates. You know, so they find rifles behind the door that's used for varmint control in, in rural environments. Right. You know, so guns are everywhere. So the goal is to just have normal conversations about guns, and guns are normal, and there's nothing bad about guns if you use properly, and that's what we're trying to do. Uh, we're, we're, we're fathers here, Earl, Jason, and I, and we've had this conversation before. We've done it on air. Uh, it's just like you said. It's it's your kid can be as safe as as, as he wants to be. It's 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 the kid that has no, mm-hmm. you know, and, and brings. Hey, look at my dad, so and so, and guess what? It's 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 never that kid that gets hurt. Mm-hmm. It's the other kid sitting across the couch and is going no, no. But but that's. That's the line. You can't just say, my kid's trained, we're good. It's, it, you have to be involved in, and I, hate, and I hate to pull it out, but it has to be, it has to be the community. It has to Absolutely. be the village that mm-hmm. has the firearm safety. Because mm-hmm. when one doesn't, you know, that's when someone gets hurt. Yeah, and, and our view of village and the other's yes. view of village is very separate. Correct, correct. And, but, you know, it doesn't have to be. We're, we're all on the same team. We all want right. to save kids, but only some of us have the experience to do so, you know. 
Jason, your experiences with uh, with training the children, you got uh, you got a boatload of them there at the house. <laughs> uh, so actually, uh, during uh, during COVID, during the uh, the government mandated lockdown, a vacation, was, we called a staycation, yes, completely <laughs> unnecessary. We had somebody who looked a lot like Mike over here uh-huh. uh, spend the entire day at our house. We we have some land out there. Oh, cool! And he set up a berm. Okay. Um, and brought a, a 22 with sub, uh, you know, uh, sub a noise reducer, yeah, <laughs> a suppressor because neighbors, you know, yeah. cool. Yeah. And um, he he gave each kid a, a thorough lesson. Some were more reluctant than others, but even for the ones that didn't necessarily want to touch it, mm-hmm. at the conclusion of that, it was sort of demystified for them. And it, it's very tough to be scared of something that you understand. Absolutely, and yeah. so. Uh, we understand your point. Yeah, and, and so and we have to understand where our kids are getting their information, you know. And, you know, we have video games. We have YouTube. We have all sorts of different things where they're getting their, their knowledge of firearms. You know, I'm, in, I'm in Oregon, and there's a lot of teachers that don't like guns, you know. And a, a teacher is an authoritative a figure. Right. And so if they're, they're influencing these kids to be afraid of something that it's, if used properly, there's nothing to ever be afraid of. And so that's why we're trying to have this conversation. And that's it. That's what we're doing. Helping to helping get the word out for those that haven't been listening to the shot show. Those are sitting. Those are sitting at home that got twenty dollars in their pocket that they want to make a donation to. Because it, listen, it's it's not just the big checks; it's the little checks. Absolutely. Where, where do they do it? Where do they send them? So you can find our website, kidssafefoundation.org. There's two S's there. There's a there's a link there. You can you can donate there. You know, we're looking for good sponsors. Obviously, we have some great sponsors that are going to continue, but we we need more, and we yeah. need people that want to get involved and want to help make a difference in the, in this country and to help kind of stop what's happening. And we have to normalize, you know, gun safety. And, you know, our, our mantra is zero fire max is the only acceptable goal. And so until we get to zero, we're going to continue to work. Exactly right. Derek, we've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, uh, what's going to happen with 114? We see the we see the injunctions. We see them hold. We see them. What's, your, what's your prediction? It's living there in Oregon. What do you think? Pr- prediction, I, I think we're going to get the TROs going to hold. I think, you know, this is definitely an overreach. You know, we're talking about, you know, the Bruin decision. That's going to be our saving grace. And they they threw everything at the wall hoping it would stick and it's going to get struck down in court. Yeah, it's it's it, it's 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 odd. It's gone back and forth from federal to state, federal to yep. state. We see the judge in is it Harney County? Harney right? County, yeah. Harney County. Okay. I've been there twice and I watched the proceedings and oh, I'm amazing. Really? Yeah, it was amazing. There's good people over there. So. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and, and the rest of the day for you, we're going to continue out. We're going to do some more hustle, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. We, we still got hours in the day. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Because until until we. Uh, until we get to 100% safe, we're going to continue to go forward. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Yeah, folks, you're listening to, uh, to Arms Room Radio. We thank you for joining us. Uh, it's been a great time with you this week, uh, SHOT Show. Until, uh, until next week, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If, if you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. I don't have one yet. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. 
Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery.